Hey, this is David. This is Sebastian. And this is Mark from Such a Mess. And we are right now on tour. You're listening to Spinning Thoughts. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 86 of Spinning Thoughts. This is Angelo coming at you nice and strong, fresh. I, fresh, I just got a shower. Like, I'm smelling good. I'm feeling energetic. I've, I've got a glass of whiskey with me. So, I'm in the, uh, I'm in the right mind frame here, guys. Um, thank you for joining me here uh, for another premiere episode on Adobe Radio. For those of you who stayed up till midnight again uh, to check this out, good for you that's awesome i might not even be awake right now uh obviously i record this in advance so midnight go strong so everybody uh, i'm actually really excited for episode 86 i've been talking to uh this band like getting this lined up i think we've had this booked for at least a month so um it's been a long time coming i'm super super excited so without further ado everybody uh we're, we're gonna have a, a couple people coming into the call i think but right now we've got mark and sebastian from such a mess guys what's going on hey what's up man how you doing ah uh, dude i'm feeling good it's it's a nice day in pittsburgh pennsylvania you guys are uh somewhere in like colorado right Yes, we're in Denver, Colorado today. Denver, Colorado. Is there just a big-ass cloud of weed that you can't get through there? Is that how it is? Um, No, but there will soon be one. <laughs> the one that will be making that big-ass cloud. Hell, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, man. Um, <laughs> well, so you guys are in Denver, Colorado. You guys are on a pretty awesome tour, and we're going to talk about this uh, in a little bit, so we're not going to jump ahead, but uh, you're obviously in Colorado for a reason, but uh, you got a show tonight. When is it? It is, I believe, around 7 o'clock at the Marquee oh, cool. in downtown Denver. So, um, guys, there's a lot that we're going to talk about, and uh, again, you guys are in Denver, Colorado. We're going to talk about uh, the tour that's leading you guys there uh, in the second segment, but to kick things off, I want to dive right into... Uh, this gem. So in March of this year, the band released its latest EP, Stay Right Where You Are. Um, it's been out for a few months. So what's it been like for you guys now since it's been released and, and everyone's hearing it? Uh, it's been honestly uh, kind of, uh, I mean, I'm not going to say life-changing, but it's been, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's been really good for us. You know, a lot of people have been, you know, taking notice of the songs, you know, been jamming it, been hitting it up saying like oh this you know play our city so i mean it's it's been doing a lot of good for us so far and you know we hope it does more um right now we're on that you know we're on this tour with nominee because you know we're out so kind of supporting the record and hopefully getting it to people who can't get it digitally or you know by any means we're just trying to get it to them pretty much absolutely are you guys did you guys do vinyl with this or no not on this one. Um, we we did vinyl for our last two releases, and, and this one we wanted to keep it, kick it a little, I guess, less old school. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, like we we 
we really wanted to just kind of pursue the CD thing and just kind of do it, you know, like CD digital. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously vinyl's crazy trendy and I love vinyl. I mean, I've been listening to it since I was like super young. Um, you know, not every band has to put every single record on vinyl. It's fucking expensive. Do you know what I mean? It's a tedious process too. That's exactly how we felt about it. And especially because this, this record's only four songs. It just felt like, uh, uh, a big expense up front for, you know, it, it'd be hard to sell four songs for, or, or five songs for, you know, 10 bucks or, or 12 bucks or however much the vinyl would cost, you know? So yeah. we just felt like it wasn't, it wasn't a good investment on our part. And, and, you know, we, we wouldn't want to have to, uh, have to pass that investment off on the people trying to buy the vinyl. So now who knows maybe later down the line, we might, you know, end up doing it, but as of right now, or for the foreseeable future, you know, <laughs> we're not going to be putting out a vinyl. Yeah, and, but, and that's kind of what's beautiful about the whole vinyl thing is, like, you don't have to do it right when the album releases. Like, it's cool, like, if down the line, like, this just really becomes something that you guys are more proud of than you already are, and you just want to do something nice and special for the fans. Like, that's, like, a cool treat, like, to have down the road. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. It can always be repressed. Yeah, no doubt. So, guys, talking about Stay Right Where You Are, how did the band approach writing this album? Like, how do you guys, I guess, generally approach the creative process? Is there, like, a certain role that people take on? Or fill me in. Yeah, so, I mean, like, as far as beginning, like, the the writing process, I mean, the writing process never really ends. <laughs> so, we, we put out a split, and you know, that was two songs and we basically just kept writing. I mean, we never really stopped writing to do anything else. So, uh, the songs just kind of continue indefinitely. Um, but as far as roles go, um, so I, myself, Mark, I, I do a lot of the, uh, a lot of the writing up front, like coming up with the ideas, uh, the structure and, and kind of, uh, Putting, putting that stuff together, uh, Jojo, our drummer, who's uh, not with us on tour right now because he's taking care of his kids at home like a good, responsible person. Yes. Uh, he, uh, he, he helps a lot with that, too. I mean, he's got that sort of rhythm mindset, and I've got more of the melody mindset, so we kind of mesh together that way. Um, but then once, once that's all kind of put in place, then, you know, every... Uh, Everyone is, is free and welcome to have input and, you know, nothing is, nothing is banned, nothing's off the table. I mean, we just kind of all throw our ideas in from there and, uh, you know, try to, try to make the, the song as much of what we would want to listen to as possible. I can appreciate that. And regardless of it being an EP or LP or whatever you guys want to approach, uh, the recording process uh, is time consuming. It's it can be tedious. Of course, that's where a lot of the magic, if not most of the magic happens. But when you look back on uh, recording the EP, uh, what was the most trying or difficult part of that whole process? Uh, I think one of the most difficult processes is um, coming to terms with uh, coming to terms with re-recording parts that once you listen to it all together, you go, um, maybe that wasn't so good. <laughs> you've already, you know, you've already spent the time and the effort and the, the, the hours in the studio making what you thought was good. And then you listen back to it and go, yeah, we're going to have to rewrite that. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's, um, that's an interesting, I've never heard a band really kind of say that to me when I asked that question, but 
I guess like as a song forms and you get like deeper into the layers, like maybe like at first, like you don't recognize that you would want it to be changed until it all starts to come together. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think that even once the songs are out, I mean, you know, <laughs> you listen to them back again and, and after playing them for so long, you know, with some of our older stuff, we don't exactly play it, you know, a hundred percent to the T of how it was recorded. And yeah. you always kind of go, Oh man, like that riff could have been a little sweeter if I did this or, you know, Oh, I should have put a harmony there or, you know, it's, it's always like that. It's never finished. You know, no doubt. No doubt. That's a, that's a cool perspective. Haven't been told that one yet. So we'll mark that down in spinning thoughts history. Now, <laughs> was there anyone like in particular that was involved uh, in the recording process, um, I'm not privy. Um, I'm ignorant to the information. Like, did you guys head out to a studio? A lot of bands are doing things in house, or at least portions of things in house these days. How did you guys go about the actual process of creating this? Uh, we actually went to our one of our good friends, uh, Johnny Liu, who actually records out of Roland Heights, out of his new studio called uh, Catagom uh, Studio Recordings. And it's a very, very nice place. He just actually uh, started it. Well, he's been recording bands for a long time, but out of his house. And this is his first actual studio that he's, you know, kind of built from the ground up. And, you know, we were one of the first bands to go and record this, you know, EP there. So it was just, it was fun. It was, you know, it was super clean, super nice. And Johnny Luz is always, he always has that outside ear and that outside perspective that we sometimes don't have. And that helps so much, like, especially with recording and writing songs and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we definitely give a, a bit, I mean, big props credit, to yeah. Johnny. Yeah, yeah. Big, big, big credit to Johnny. Now, it, so you guys went to, like, this new studio of his. Uh, he's he's doing the recording. Is he also, like, mixing and mastering, or who gets involved in that? So he, he mixes it as well, and then um, we send it to a studio in – um, somewhere on the East Coast, I'm I'm blanking right now. I want to say Long Island, but yeah. I could be wrong. But yeah, we we send we send the uh, the full the full tracks to someone else. I mean, it's always good to have you know to have another set of ears on that sort of recording process. Because, oh yeah, you know, Johnny may even miss something too. So like, once you've been working on something for so long, you kind of get that tunnel vision, and it's it's good to always like bring in as many outside ears as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to do that. I think that, um, you know, both processes are very intricate and, um, you know, to get the best of the best working on all ends, I think, is uh, the way to do it. Um, looking back on the completed product then, guys, uh, what track would you say? And I know, a lot of bands tell me that this answer changes just depending on, you know, how they're feeling that day, essentially. But what track off the EP are you guys most proud of? Not just even like your favorite, but you're proud of. I want to say Redshift. I think it's our most, you know, mature song I've written. You know, it kind of entails all of our, I guess, best abilities. And, you know, just it's just such a banger of a song. So it's just, I just love it. <laughs> now, let me make sure, let me see if I'm paying attention here with the voice uh, clarity. That was Sebastian, right? Yeah. Boom. Look at this, guys. I'm getting there. So, <laughs> so I'm telling you, it's tough. Mark, um... What about you? Um, for me, I would actually say the same thing. Um, Redshift, a lot of the parts in that song um, were sort of were some of the quickest that we've ever put together. Um, and it just kind of 
flowed well from the get-go and it just felt super natural and and I was really we were all just really digging it as like soon as we started writing it we knew it was going to be awesome and and that it was probably going to be most of our favorites um and it just it just went really well and and to this day I mean it hasn't been that long but in just throughout the past several months I've, I've just been the most proud of that song looking back for that reason killer all right so uh, i i started asking this question a little randomly but only recently uh it seems to stump bands when i ask them I, i'm not trying to stump anybody but we're going you know i'm gonna ask it um what's been the best feedback that you've received since releasing the ep oh man hmm. that is a tough one <laughs> is it i mean i feel like it's a good one though because here's the thing like i don't care what what band you are or who you are i mean there's always you know, room for improvement, right? Or yeah. not even room for improvement. I mean, feedback can also be like, hey, you fucking killed it. There was nothing else you could do. So I don't know. I mean, I'm just curious. Is anybody like really like, whether it be like a family member or a friend or someone close to you that was just really like unbiasedly saying, yo, here's what I think. Uh, I've got one. I've got one. Okay. okay. A, good, a good friend of mine, right before we put out the record, uh, went through some hard times. He had a breakup and all that kind of usual nonsense. And uh, we, we put the record out and he, he came to me and, and, you know, it was it was very, very honest and natural. I had no reason to think that he was just, you know, pumping my ego by any means. But yeah. he told me that he told me that the record and that the last song 2020 in uh, uh, in particular really kind of helped him out with that and really made him feel a lot better, feel like he could relate and, you know, give him something to, to kind of uh, relate to. And that really meant a lot to me because I mean, that's, that's one of the reasons I started writing music was because I wanted to do for other people what music has done for me. That that's awesome. I mean, because I think everybody leans on music at times uh, to whether it's even just to enjoy like a there's like music that you play on a bright sunny day you know that just vibes with that kind of aesthetic and then there's you know there's songs that can be special to you for special reasons and, and we all lean on music at times for whatever so the fact that you got that kind of feedback uh, I yeah that's awesome it's got to be a pretty cool feeling so good Absolutely. job good job on answering that question I think that that was a pretty good one so, guys, we have been talking a lot about uh, the latest EP, Stay Right Where You Are. Um, what we're going to do right now is play a song from it. What do you think? Yeah, Sounds yeah, good. All right. I love this. We're going to give everybody here listening at the Adobe premiere. So this is, again, on Adobe Radio every Thursday at midnight. Uh, we're going to check out Better Weather off the latest EP, Stay Right Where You Are, from Such a Mess. Enjoy. She said I'm
hard. You, ah, fuck. One more time, one more time. Oh, hold it up. Ah, fuck. One more time, one more time, one more time, one more time, one more time. I got this, I got this. So you just finished listening to Better Weather off the latest EP, Stay Right Where You Are from Such a Mess. Uh, guys, what can you tell me uh, and all the listeners about this song that many people may not already know? So the 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 biggest fun fact about Better Weather is that uh, a lot of it was taken word for word or nearly word for word from a conversation that I, Mark, had with our bass player, Derek, um, outside of a show one time. Okay. So he was he was telling me about uh, a breakup that he had recently gone through and was just sort of just riffing, you know, just talking about it, just opening up about it. And he said something that really stuck with me and really resonated with me. Uh, he said that... Uh, you know, this, this person wanted to, to remain friends with him after the breakup and which he thought was total bullshit. (laughs) I already have enough friends. I don't need more friends. (laughs) I need, need, you know, someone to, to be there for me. I don't need another friend. And as soon as he said that, I like made a mental note and I was like, that's going in a song somewhere for sure. All right. So guys, we talked at the very beginning, uh, about you being in Denver, Colorado. Now, you're with Nominee, which is a band that I actually really, really enjoy in addition to you guys. Um, how's it been so far? You're like a week or so into it, right? Uh, yeah, this is day five. Okay. Um, so most of a week into it. Uh, yeah, it's been awesome. Nom- We're all big, big fans of Nominee. They're, they're really cool dudes. They make great music. They're fun to hang out with. I mean, you really can't ask for anything more on a tour than that. Yeah, you know, if you see them, just like be like, yo, dude, uh, we just did an interview with Spinning Thoughts, and, you know, they're pretty cool if you guys want to jump on their show. Angelo said he'd take <laughs> you. Go ahead and toss that out there and see what they say. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, beyond playing the shows, I, I, you know, I play in some bands, nothing that ever got me to the point where I could tour around like you guys do. Um, but, you know, beyond playing the shows, which I would have to assume is like the most exciting part of touring, what do you guys like about hitting the road and and getting on a tour? Honestly, just kind of not being on a schedule, you know, just waking up, being like, all right, we got a show, we got to drive there, we get there, we kill time, we hang out, and, you know, it's just, it's just kind of like a hangout before the show and then once show starts man it's a whole different ball game you know and that's when we put on a serious face and that's when you know put on the show <laughs> what do you say mark uh it's kind of funny i like i really really enjoy driving especially long distances um which is really good for everybody else in my band <laughs> <laughs> yeah so are you like the main driver then uh, yeah, so for the most part, I mean, I, uh, me, and, me and our other guitarist, Dave, do most of the driving responsibilities. He does a lot of uh, daytime drives and a lot of the, like, uh, city drives and, and town drives, and I'm more of your interstate, overnight, you know, long haul, yeah. Guys, this is one of my favorite questions about bands that like to tour, is what is your biggest touring pet peeve what pisses you guys off on the road Ooh, that's a good one damn where do i begin no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> the whole fucking thing i hate everything <laughs> no, not at all 
touring pet peeve. Uh, maybe maybe the smells that come off of my body. Oh, okay. <laughs> then I can only imagine uh, how that makes everyone else feel. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know it's bad when you notice your own B.O. You see that in my pet peeve. Mark's B.O. <laughs> What? <laughs> I mean, hey, I, I'll take your guy's word for it. I don't need any proof of it. Um, <laughs> but, um, I mean, is there anything else that, that just kind of, like, irks you guys while you're touring? Like, some people, you know, kind of get annoyed at not getting a sound check, but that seems to be, like, a luxury these days anyways. Um, 100%, yeah. I mean, we've we've been doing this, like, DIY thing for so long that we're, we're so used to just showing up and, you know, <laughs> putting the levels where it probably should be and just kind of going from there. I mean, that's, that's the punk rock lifestyle. True. Ain't it the truth. Now <laughs> you guys were in Texas for a couple dates, right? Uh, we're actually on our way to Texas right now. Okay. All right. So I read that backwards. So, uh, you have a few dates though in that small state of Texas, correct? <laughs> oh yeah. The, 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 uh, I think it's the smallest state in the union. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Uh, we're playing. Um, we're oh. playing Dallas, Dallas, Houston, Austin, and El Paso on the second, third, fourth, and fifth of August. All right. So, um, you know, I I have friends in in Texas, and and I've I've been to Texas. I've been to Dallas before uh, a couple times, but I've never been to a place called Bucky's, which is oh. apparently really big in Texas. And so, anytime I see a band that's going through, or I I thought you guys had already been to Texas, so my bad. Um, I always like to ask, is Bucky's on the itinerary? Bucky's is the itinerary. <laughs> That's why you tour Texas. <laughs> That's actually the only reason why we tour Texas. <laughs> we, uh, we had been through there before a while back on a full U S tour we did. And we went to Bucky's and, uh, at this point we're pretty much, we're going to scope out any Bucky's on our way. <laughs> as many as humanly possible okay like seriously though i i know you guys have been there and you're gonna be there again very soon and i've never been there i've been fans of the show will send me pictures of bucky's like <laughs> I, I actually had a fan of the show a good friend of the show actually is what i should say a good friend of the show she sent me a care package that had like bucky's gear in it um so it's the real deal, but I just can't understand why because I've never been there. I mean, why do you guys like it so much? It just seems like a, any old fucking place to go, like, on the road. Actually, actually, I think, actually, Dave is coming in for this uh, question because uh, Bucky's is actually Dave's favorite spot. Oh, it's is Dave, can Dave hear me? Yeah, yeah. So, Yo, uh, Dave, what up, dude? I was taking care of the oil change, but now I can uh, take some time away. Exactly. So, Dave, just to catch you up then, basically I was saying that uh, you guys are heading to Texas. And, yes. you know, anytime a band's going to be in Texas, I like to bring up Bucky's and see what of you course. think about it. So what are your thoughts on Bucky's? So um, I'll be honest with you. We booked this tour around the idea of just <laughs> touring Bucky's. Shut up, man. We started with the idea of we have to go to Texas. So oh we were like, God. oh, you know what? That band that we're really into, Nominee, is from Texas. Let's hit them <laughs> up as an excuse to go to Bucky's. But um, uh, there's so much stuff just like financially on, this, on, a, on a level of just being in a band and being poor. Gas is good. Obviously, you're in Texas. Gas is good. I know that. Prices are good. Yep. But living in a van 
you know, we have a cooler and we keep our drinks in there. We keep, you know, we try to keep like lunch meat and stuff so we don't have to eat out as often. And buying ice every day kills you. It's like, it's like three bucks for 10 pounds, right? And we yeah. have to buy like 20 pounds every day. When you go to Bucky's, anyone that's been there knows that 10 pounds of ice is 70 cents and Shut 20 up. pounds of ice is 99 cents. Nah. Yeah, it's just it, dude. It's they're just acting like that level. shit's made out of water or something like that. How exactly, are they... exactly. It, you... It's just the craziest markup you could think of uh, <laughs> on ice. So, you know, going to Bucky's, we're like, God, now we don't have to actually steal it anymore. You know, dude. I'll tell you something. I- I've talked to so many bands on this show um, about Bucky's just because. I'm telling you, anytime a band that I know is going through Texas, I'm bringing this up. Nobody's ever talked to me about the ice situation. I mean, that's, oh, yeah. that's dire. Yeah, it, it's a huge deal. And then on the other hand, it, it's it's a mall. You know, it's it's different because, like, you can go to truck stops, but they're, they're geared towards truckers, you know? Whereas Bucky's is not a truck stop. Trucks aren't allowed there. Only, like, you know, civilian vehicles, if you will. Uh, <laughs> it's a... Uh, <laughs> It's just a, a convenience store gas station, but it has everything you could think of. Like, they have their own barbecue stuff. They have their, like, they make their own uh, potato chips from scratch. You know, like, there's a whole section of just, like, fun stuff. Like, we plan on going to the one near uh, New Brunfels, and there's, like, a lazy river over there, and they just have, like, tons of water stuff and just, you know, stuff to play with, stuff that's going to, like, keep us from being bored on the road, you know? So you guys are going to partake in, like, this water adventure? We're thinking about it. We're definitely trying. <laughs> the drives are the only thing keeping us from there, but uh, we'll be damned if we don't. At now, least try. nominee then, I didn't know, was from Texas, but I think I heard one of you guys say they are, correct? Yeah. Yes. So do they appreciate Bucky's the way that you do, or do they not because it's like, you know, it's it's just like a thing that they're, they're from the state, you know what I mean? That's a great question. I don't think we've brought it up yet yet have we we're gonna find out we will find out look let's do this guys um since since i was so you know so smart to talk about that you know i brought that question up that's all me um (laughs) talk to nominee and then why don't we get like a tweet out or something at spin thoughts and uh go ahead and what is it at such a mess ca for you guys yeah 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 so why don't you maybe talk to them see what they think about bucky's and let us know on twitter can we do that we will we will we're gonna live tweet our interview with them about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome. All right, uh, so um, Bucky's Texas nominee. This is an amazing tour. You guys are hitting up some really good markets, like in Texas, Arizona, California. I yeah, think yeah. there's like a couple other states in there um, as well. Now, there's no East Coast dates, and and I know you guys, you know, get around and will be back around. But is there anywhere on the East Coast that you guys do like to play on? Since I'm over in this area. Oh, we we love these. That's probably one of our favorite places. Uh, obviously, Bucky's has our heart, but as far as like <laughs> whenever we're, when we go to the East Coast, it's so easy to tour there. It's not like being in the West where the cities are 800 miles apart, you know. Yeah. And gas prices. And gas is twice. Yeah. Just um, the East Coast. When we went on our full US, which was a year ago, two years ago, uh, it was just balls hot the entire time (laughs) and it wasn't until we got to georgia that it was cool and really nice so just that change made me love georgia in addition to like having cookout and all those great food places uh on the northeast though what do you think i fell in love with pennsylvania 
Pennsylvania, Jersey. I think uh, Philly is one of my favorite. Philly. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to uh, postseason. Yeah. Postseason. Oh yeah. Go, yeah. Yeah. Go, go, go. <laughs> but no, we really, we really love the East Coast, just all around. Awesome. And uh, we'll we'll be expecting you back here soon, right? Yeah. As soon yeah. as we can. As soon as as soon as it's possible, we'll be there. All right. All right. You gotta let me know if you're coming to Pittsburgh. I'll come out and see you guys. We'll get Primanti Bros. There we go. All right. Nice, dude. Um, now, real quickly, because I want to get – there's going to be one final segment. I didn't even tell you guys about it. It's going to be a surprise. It's going to be really okay. stupid. Um, but I love surprise. <laughs> I love stupid. <laughs> it's stupid and it's surprise. So how much better does it get? Um, but before we get to that, um, I just want to talk about this. I thought this was pretty cool. Uh, you guys have been on this tour for about five dates or so. One of them recently – I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, was this um, through being cool thing in San Diego, right? Yeah, San Diego. When was that? That was on the 28th. That was like, uh, yeah, was like three days Friday, ago. Right? Yeah. Okay. That that seemed fucking awesome just in general. But then it, I looked a little bit further and I saw yeah. how just even more awesome it was because I, I think I saw like a dude named John Nolan who was guest oh, DJ. Yeah, yes. John Nolan was DJ. I guess they were playing in San Diego. The same night, we didn't get the invite, whatever, it's cool, taking back Sunday. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so he, he actually guest DJed that show, so it's like, it's crazy. And then because of that, you know, there were just people coming. I mean, that show always pops off. We had played it a couple months uh, prior. Okay. And it's a nice little, you know, intimate bar venue, and they pack, what, like 200 people in there? It's, it's ridiculous. It it, it's probably a fire hazard. Yeah. But what is punk music if not a firehead? Dude, that is some truth for sure. Now, were you guys able to stick around after you played to hear John Nolan's DJ set? Yes, we did. And it's like, you got to think how crazy that is for us because, like, we grew up, you know what I mean? Worshipping John Nolan, yep. worshipping Taking Back Sunday, um, you know, just the songwriting in general. We still are inspired to this day, so... Just being able to see him walk by us was like, oh my god, like a <laughs> handshake, you know, is was crazy. And then to see him, you know, playing the same music that we listen to is obviously what he's listening to. It's yeah. really like, it's really cool. Now I'm wondering. So you guys were there for his DJ set. Did he play any Taking Back Sunday songs? Like it was. It's basically like a. And cr again, correct me if I'm wrong. It's basically like a pop punk emo night, like all those yeah. that are popping up around the country which i think are fucking phenomenal did he play any yeah. tbs songs you know i didn't see him play any i think it might have been a little weird if he did i, that, but I know for sure everyone else was playing them when he before he had come up I, honest to god it would be like really fucking funny in my opinion like you'd exactly. have to be doing it now if you were doing it because you just love your own music i mean okay whatever exactly. but like it'd be pretty fucking funny to have john nolan just throw on yeah. like an old school tbs song you know what i mean He's like, here comes this banger. I wrote it. Imagine if you played a Fred Era song too. God. <laughs> now, what did you guys think? Yeah. What did you guys um, with with the you guys have played this event before, right? You're saying this. Yes, uh, we played a couple months ago. Yeah. Okay, so this is like super trendy right now. They're popping up all over the country. I was at one yeah. in Pittsburgh recently. We played the original emo night too in L.A., which was dude. Insane. Yeah, well, yeah. Those are getting out of control. Um, yeah. Do you think this is a trend, these punk pop emo nights, or do you think this is something that will continue? You know what I think it is, honestly, if I can if I can take the helm on this one. Go ahead. I think it's that our generation, 
grew up without that outlet. You know what I mean? It's always R and B. It's always the hip hop jams in the clubs, and we never got. We didn't have a place to let out the kids that were listening to those songs, you know. And you know, I'm I don't know who started. I'm sure emo night, you know, were the first to big time start it. But yeah. uh, as soon as that hit, and everyone was like, "Oh wow, this is like this is what I this is what I want to listen to. I don't want to go to the club and hear fucking Jaw Rule all the time," you know. <laughs> You don't? <laughs> well, I do, but for the sake of this interview, I don't. <laughs> for the sake of your argument, I, it just doesn't fit. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we don't fit in there. I can't walk in there with my Black Sabbath shirt and, you know, so, it, it just doesn't fit. Whereas we go to these emo nights and we fit in. There's people just like us, you know. Everybody's the, on the same page. The weird kids in high school that didn't get the girls now, you know, we're all just partying together. But how long can, and I'm just trying to be, you know, play devil's advocate because I think they're awesome and I I. I hope that they last for a long time, but how long yeah. can they last for? Because like there is such a great like resurgence of like this traditional, like old school pop punk, like emo, like newfound glory, my chemical romance, old school TBS, brand new, you know, all that shit. Like how long is that going to last for? Because then at some point it's going to start to be, you know, these bands that are popping today. Like you're going to be seeing like pop punk emo nights for, uh, fucking neck deep and real friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, will this continue into the next like wave of, of that music? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, I think the most important thing is being able to evolve and, uh, to answer the question of how long is this going to last? I'm going to answer that question by asking you a question of how long, how long have concerts lasted? Oh, well, dude, you know, that is a fucking <laughs> tough ass question, and, <laughs> but a long but that's, ass that's time. What I mean, I mean, as, as long as there, as long as there's a place for people to go to like hang out with each other and be social and, and listen to this rad music. I mean, I think there's always going to be a market for that. There's always going to be, you know, some type of group that is, is wanting to do that. So that's why I think like, as long as they can stay somewhat up to date and i mean it's kind of a retro thing kind of a nostalgia thing which is rad but like as long as they can evolve and 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 give the people what they want i think there's no end in sight all right i dig it i i really do i hope they continue and um the interviewee just uh schooled the interviewer so this is uh <laughs> this is angelo with spinning thoughts i've got one last segment here and this is going to be I don't know. It could go both ways. It could either be really fucking profound or it could be really fucking stupid. Um, I always try to come up with a segment that is inspired by the band that is on the show. So I created a segment called What a Mess. Huh? Okay. Um, now, before I continue telling you what this is about, do I still have on the call, just to make sure, David, Mark, and Sebastian? Right now, you just have uh, Mark and Sebastian. David had to go back and deal with the car. Oh, that right son now. of a bitch. Okay, all right, so no David. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Mark and Sebastian then, you guys are going to be playing. It's not really playing, but it kind of is. You're going to be playing the What a Mess segment. Here's what it is, all right? Um, I came up with uh, weird, like, shitty-ass messes that people have to clean up, like, in a daily life or whatever. Uh and I paired them up and you just have to pick what mess would be shittier to clean up. Like which mess would you not want to fucking touch? <laughs> okay. Does, okay, that, let's does go. that make sense? That sounds awesome. I'm uh, ready to play. All right. So for the voice clarity piece, um, let's go with Sebastian. How about you answer first and then Mark, you answer second. Okay. Sounds good. All right. It. 
So this is What a Mess with Such a Mess for episode 86 of Spinning Thoughts. First up, would you rather, uh, or no, 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 no. We want to go with what's shittier. So what's the shittier mess to clean up? Is it spilled milk or spilled soda? Probably spilled milk. Okay. Mark? I would say spilled milk too because I'm lazy and sometimes don't clean up messes and that's going to be a way worse mess after about a day. So I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I actually would say milk too because I fucking hate milk. Like I think milk is gross <laughs> as shit. Ew. Um, so I wouldn't oh. want to touch it. Okay, so we all said spilled milk. And all the listeners right now, this is a like a, a really riveting segment. So, you know, keep track. What do you think? Let us know on Twitter. We want to know what you think sucks the most to spill or to clean up. Um, next up is uh, what's what's worse, cleaning up dog shit or dog piss, like an accident in the house? Oh, man, uh, dog shit for sure. Because, like, sometimes you pick it up, and then it just leaves little, like, still on the ground. You got to, like, pick it up again. Yeah. Some paper, like, rips, and then you get some poop on your hands and underneath your fingernails, and it's it's just dirty. You've nah. definitely had experience. Like, uh, it almost sounds like a traumatic experience, almost. Oh, yeah. I have two, I have two dogs of my own. Nice. Okay. They shit everywhere. <laughs> Mark? I'm going to go with dog piss on this one, because if they piss in the house... There's not like a pooper scooper for that. You know what I mean? You got to get on your hands and knees and you got to clean that old school. There's no technology for that. I, I mean, other honestly, than like a spray, but yeah, no, you know what, Mark, still, I agree with you. And that's what I would answer is the piss. Although, I mean, like nobody wants to deal with shit, right? Um, no. But, 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 okay. To counteract that, I think diarrhea <laughs> is the worst out of everything. Well, so I, well, I didn't say diarrhea though, Sebastian. I know, I know, but I figured I'd throw it out there because, you know, poop can lead to diarrhea. You're right, you're right. <laughs> One thing That's leads to another. Um, <laughs> all right, um, next up, uh, what's worse to clean up, wine on the carpet or grease on a shirt? Ah, uh, uh, fuck. Uh, I'm going to probably have to go with uh, wine on a shirt. Wine, you just combined both. So we got wine on our carpet. <laughs> We've got, that would suck though. Um, wine on carpet or grease on a shirt? I'm gonna say wine on the carpet too because if I spill grease on my shirt, I'm not gonna mourn the loss of that grease. Dude, yeah, honestly, that's kind of what I'm saying too. Like, if I get grease on my shirt, I'm saying fuck it. Who cares? You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm not even cleaning it. I'm just moving on with my day. Um, all right. Um, would you, or what's worse, cleaning up uh, baby vomit or changing a diaper? I'd say cleaning up baby vomit because I mean, you're kind of going, you're kind of like uh, contradicting yourself though with the dog shit one though, Sebastian. It is, but hear me out. Okay. All right. Changing a diaper, it's already in the diaper. All you gotta do is hold up <laughs> that diaper and throw it in the trash can. But bro, 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 listen. I've got a young nephew. He's he's like almost three, and I'm telling you, I cleaned my, I changed my first diaper a couple months ago. It took me a couple years to even be ready for it. Um, <laughs> he he shit himself, and and dude, like, it was like fucking. This is gonna be. I don't even want to say what it was like because it'll ruin it forever. Um, it was just very <laughs> much like all over him, and I had to clean him. So I don't know. I'm just saying that that like you said, man, poop leads. You know, shit leads to diarrhea. True. True that. <laughs> Uh, like you know, I want to change my answer then. I want to change 
diaper because you're right. All right, Mark. It's we're we're laughing right now because Dave just showed up as Sebastian's talking about changing a diaper. <laughs> But for my answer, I'm going to actually agree with Sebastian's first statement, because if a baby vomits, it's just going to be gross and hard to deal with every time. Yet changing a diaper, yeah, it can it can be worse sometimes, but other times it'll be easier to deal with. So I'm going to stick to that middle ground of vomit being just a fucking hassle every time. Okay. And with that, my final answer. All right, I'm I'm going with the diaper one just because of my experience with my nephew. That was fucking disgusting. Um, <laughs> all right, so I got a couple more here for uh, what a mess with such a mess. Um, and I'm so sorry if this is stupid, everybody listening. I'm so sorry. Um, next up is would you rather or what? Uh, I keep saying would you rather. Um, what's worse, cleaning up a floor full of tax or a floor full of glitter? Damn. Glitter, by far. Glitter sucks. That, that's Dave answering right there. Okay, Dave, okay, so Dave's jumping in. So, Dave, you're going to go first. Sebastian, okay. you're up next. Then Mark, just so we can know who's saying what. Uh, I did a stripper once, and I still have glitter on my balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I've just always hated glitter since I was in, like, kindergarten just because it, it's like going to the beach. Like you're gonna have sand or glitter like for for weeks in your shoes. <laughs> I I would rather pick up tax barehanded, with a blindfolded. Uh, Mark, <laughs> you skipped sea bass. Oh, I thought. Wait, who was that? That was. That, that was, was Dave. That was still Dave. Oh, that was still Dave. Fuck. <laughs> Damn it! This is getting so complicated now with three. Okay, Sebastian, go ahead. I'm probably gonna have to go with Dave on this one and say glitter. I mean, tax. You know, if you're careful, you got a little broom. You know, just kind of sweep it together. It's all good. But glitter, man, it gets on your broom. It gets on you. It just, it just, it gets everywhere. You know, it's just even though you try to clean it up, it's just, it's just, it's still gonna be everywhere. It's Mark. never ending. Damn, that's a good point. Yeah, glitter can only contaminate. That's its only purpose. It really, it really, glitter sucks. I, I mean, I think it's hands down glitter. Like, fucking people yeah. make glitter bombs. You don't see tack, like tack bombs. That would actually be dangerous, so don't do that. But, um, yeah, maybe tax, people do. Tax have, like, tax have, like, a useful purpose in society. Glitter is just there to, like, make things miserable appear better but actually be worse. Yeah, I agree. Fuck glitter. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's the position of this band. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Hashtag fuck glitter. Let's get it trending. DIY. This is bullshit. Um, We're going to change it from DIY emo punk to fuck glitter. <laughs> Dude, I really hope that that takes off. Um, all right. Look, for, for time's sake, I'm going to ask one more. Uh, in, 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 and I'm sure we could just keep this segment, this beautiful segment going forever. Um, okay. <laughs> this is the last one in What a Mess with Such a Mess. Um, this is actually one of these is my least favorite things in the world. Ugh, I'm going to like gag talking about it. Um, would you, would you, what's worse, uh, cleaning a clogged drain shower, like the shower and the, the drain in the shower or like a really dirty ass toilet. Oh, uh, David, you're up first. That's a hard one. I hate like hair off the head, you know, dude. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to go with the toilet though, because I don't wow. know what's shit. <laughs> That's kind of what we were talking about, David, while you were 
off taking care of business was uh, yeah. the the diversity of shit. So yeah, no, it uh, <laughs> it's complex, certainly. <laughs> Sebastian. Yeah, I'm gonna have to say uh, toilet as well too, because I mean, man, that's that's just shit right there. You, <laughs> you don't want to clean that shit. Mark, what say you? I hate these guys, so I'm gonna say shower. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to, to God, I will not shower if there's hair in the goddamn drain. I won't. I'll feel dirtier being in it than I would coming out of it after showering. So. By far. Yeah, see, that's the problem. I've I've done that before. I've done that before. To like hair in the drain to the extent where like I'm basically just standing in a bath. Ooh, yes. <sighs> God. That shit. That shit's gross. Like you you get out of the shower and you're like, oh, I'm all clean, but now I have to clean my feet again. Dude, I'm about to get sick on the radio right now. This is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so obviously, easy choice though. Even though I chose the toilet, it wasn't just automatic. Both really do suck. Absolutely. I don't want to do either. Um, All right. So, guys, everybody listening, that was what a mess with such a mess. Now, guys, be honest with me. How stupid or how amazing was that? Actually, it was kind of awesome. This is is the stuff we do literally all day long. Just like, (laughs) hey, would you rather have sex with your dad or have sex with your mom? (laughs) Well, you know what? I'm glad I can... um, you know, be right in line with you guys and, and keep it real with the brand new segment. What a mess. Maybe I'll keep it going and ask a couple other bands uh, in honor that, of you guys. I think that would be definitely cool. And uh, <laughs> next time we next time we're on the road, feel free at any time to hit us up and we'd love to talk again. Dude. Hell yeah. So with that, we are at the end of episode 86 uh, this Adobe premiere episode. So I'm super grateful for such a mess to be here before I let you guys go. Is there anything else you would like to say to your fans or anything else you'd like to add? Shit leads to diarrhea. (laughs) That's the Uh, takeaway, guys. Check out the new record. Uh, If you like it, make sure you, you know, at least check us out. Tell us where you are. We know where to come next time. We know we know where uh, where you want to see us. You know, just tell your friends and then. We'll be there and we'll hang out and we'll we can all talk about this terrible shit together. <laughs> also, just a, a thank you to you know all the fans that have been there since the beginning and all the new fans that have you know just discovered us. You know, just a big thank you for supporting us. You know, keeping us on the road and you know doing what we love to do so we can bring you know great music to all of you as well. No, I'd no. also like to thank I'd also like to thank the reason that we're out here, which is Bucky's. Exactly. Yeah. We're that sponsorship. <laughs> Yeah, everybody who is seeing this Such a Mess nominee tour really should be tweeting Bucky's or something and thanking them because that's the only reason this tour exists is because of Bucky's. Exactly. This is the Buck Boys of Summer Tour. (laughs) Let's end it on that. Guys, um, hang on tight. I need to talk to you off the air for one minute, but thank you so much for being here for episode 86 of Spinning Thoughts. Thank you. Thank you, everyone listening. Once again, I'd like to thank Such a Mess for being with me here for this Adobe premiere episode 86 of Spinning Thoughts. Their latest EP, Stay Right Where You Are, is available everywhere. I'm a huge fan, and I'm assuming you will be too. Make sure you're checking us out on Twitter, at Spin Thoughts. You can subscribe to the show for free on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, and more. Our website is thespinningthoughts.com. Make sure you're checking out the Metal Thoughts and Fan Thoughts uh, area of our website. Some good content there. I'm actually finishing up 
of vlogging thoughts. Are you guys catching on to the theme here? Which is going to showcase my experience at the Eternal Boy album release show at the Smiling Moose in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I had an amazing time. Good friends, Eternal Boy. You'll want to check them out as well. Go to our YouTube, subscribe, share it with a friend. We really want to beef up our video content for Spinning Thoughts. Everybody, make sure you continue to check us out every Thursday at midnight for Adobe Radio Premiere episodes. I want to thank you for staying up late and listening. If you're listening to the repeat of this episode, that's fine. We'll see you next Thursday at midnight on Adobe Radio. Everyone, thank you for being here. I love you so much. Please take good care of yourself. Until next time, make sure you share music, spread love.